Speed of service. That is something that most quick service restaurant chains track in some way, shape, or form. They usually have some type of automatic timing system, and they certainly have standards set up for each individual station so that all the staff and all the management know exactly how fast or how slow they're going. Food trucks need the exact same thing. Speed of service really matters because people come to you to get fed. They don't come to you to waste time. So we're going to talk about improving your speed of service. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, when I talk about speed of service, I often refer to it as SOS, speed of service. And that's something, again, that restaurant chains track in multiple forms. They do it through their POS system. They do it through independent timers. They do it through mystery shoppers. And they often have it done by independent companies that come to check out speed of service. So there's all different kinds of methodology to doing the timing on what constitutes how fast a place is going. So let's talk about your food truck, because that's really what you're here to listen to, is how to improve your food truck. Speed of service starts while you're in the development stage. At the point that you're trying to decide what you're going to sell on your menu and trying to figure out what kind of equipment you need, you also need to be thinking about how that equipment's going to be arranged and how the individual components of what you're going to be selling are going to be cooked or held or prepped and then where they're going to be put on the individual pieces of equipment. If you're doing refrigeration, for instance, and you have a whole lot of toppings, what order should those toppings be that makes sense for the assembly process, the cooking process. You need to understand how much you can cook per hour. And then you need to mate equipment so that you can produce your food in a certain amount of time. So let's talk about just the basics. If you're a burger truck, something nice and simple, that means you're going to have a flat top. Flat tops come in all different kinds of sizes from 18 inch all the way up to you can get a six foot grill. Obviously on a food truck, you're probably going to be around the three to four foot range. So that means you have a certain number of square inches that you can cook for the hamburgers. So if you are selling a normal size patty that's a five inch around diameter patty to go on that four inch bun so you got lots of meat hanging off the sides and it looks really really good that means that each patty is going to take up about six inches of space on that grill because you need room to be able to flip it and turn it. So that five inch patty needs about six inches of space. So if you have a 36 inch grill, what does that mean? You can put one row of six across and then how many rows deep can you go? Probably four. So that means you can cook a total of 24 patties at one time. Now, would you be able to hold all those patties and still give out a high quality product? Most likely, yes, if you're busy enough. But the idea is that if your capacity to cook burgers means you're cooking 24 at a time, you got to mate up the number of fryers that you're going to need. You're going to mate up the size of pans to hold the condiments so that you're not constantly refilling. 
Oh, I need lettuce. Oh, well, I need more lettuce again. Oh, look, I need lettuce. Those kind of things need to be thought out during your planning process. So let's look at that grill that can produce 24 patties per cooking run. If it takes five minutes to cook your patties from start to finish, that means in one hour you can put out 288 hamburger patties, which that sounds like a whole bunch of hamburgers. So does it make you wonder why when you walk up to a hamburger truck, it takes them 15 minutes to get a hamburger out? Probably they're not cooking more than one at a time. Here's the second problem. Most people only get one french fryer. So they have a 36-inch grill and one fryer. And they think, ooh, this is awesome. But did you know that french fryers are rated by the amount of food they can put out per hour? So when you see a fryer that says 35-pound fryer or 40-pound fryer or 50-pound fryer, it's telling you this fryer can only produce that amount of food. Again, being 35, 40, or 50. So what does that translate to in french fries? If you have a normal 50-pound french fryer, it will put out 50 pounds of french fries in one hour. If you sell those fries in the typical six ounce portion, which is a large french fry at most fast food restaurants, that means you can sell about 133 portions of fries off of that fryer. So if you got one fryer and a 36 inch flat top, you are out of balance. The flat top can produce twice as many burgers as it can french fries. So that means you're constantly waiting on fries. If you can get that grill to where you're serving at capacity for the full hour, you're going to fall behind on fries. So now you don't need a 36-inch grill or you need two fryers. That's how you balance equipment. You got to think about what the equipment can produce and you got to think about your line of products and make sure you can match those lines when you're at capacity. Ideally, you'll be at capacity every single hour that you're open. That's your goal to get to capacity because once you are constantly doing that capacity every single hour, guess what? You need either a bigger truck or a second truck. But if you're not hitting that capacity at least one hour per day that you're open, why do you have that much of equipment? Why are you burning that much propane? Why are you powering that much refrigeration if you're not able to hit the capacity? That's why I tell people start out small and grow into something bigger. Allow the business to pay for the modifications and improvements to your food truck or food trailer so that you're not sitting there with a $100,000 piece of equipment that's only generating maybe $25,000 a year in sales. Does that make any sense from a financial standpoint? And the answer is no if you're struggling. So how do you achieve that capacity? And you're probably thinking, well, nobody out there does it. Well, there are people that do it, but they've been doing this business a long time and they've learned how to modify their systems so that they can hit their capacity. For example, Chick-fil-A is nowhere near its capacity, but they still do way more sales than any other restaurant chain. You hear me talk about them a lot. They've crossed over the 8 million per unit level. That's impressive. But let's talk about a chain you've probably never heard of. It's called Pals Burgers, and it's in Tennessee. They have a handful of stores, and they sell sandwiches. They sell burgers and hot dogs and other kind of sandwiches. They have what they call face-to-face -face service. They only have a drive through so that means cars have to line up. But they don't use a speaker. Like you go to McDonald's and you hear somebody talking through a staticky speaker. Theirs is face-to-face. -face. You pull in on one side of the building and an employee is going to take your order face-to-face. -face. 
and then you drive around to the other side of the building and pick up your food. Their order taking process is so simple that they are averaging 12 seconds to place an order. They don't sell combos, they don't have a complicated menu, they don't sell anything that detracts from their ability to make that speed of service. They sell really good food and they sell it really, really fast. So 12 seconds to place an order, that's impressive. The car then drives around the building and they typically are sitting at the pickup window for about 18 seconds. So that's a total of 30 seconds that they have interacting with the employees of Pals Burgers and then they're out of there and they do this consistently. One of the things that is so impressive about Pals Burgers is they have about 2,500 sales per square foot. Now, if you're not familiar with retail businesses, they look at the number of sales they do per square foot because they're paying rent on all that space. So they want to make sure they're maximizing it. So as a comparison, Pals is doing $2,500 per square foot. The typical fast food restaurant does just under $700 per square foot. So Pals may not be a household name, but where they're located, people count on them. Very quick service and very good food. And Pals has what they call the Triple 100 Culture, and that stands for 100% execution, 100% of the time, even when they're at 100% of capacity. So can you imagine being so slammed that you have your grill just full of product, both your fryers are all four baskets are down, and you're still executing and putting out the food quickly? You're not behind, you don't have a ticket rail that's got 30 tickets, and you're wondering where this particular order goes out to, and you're confused on who gets what and where it goes. It can easily be done in a food truck, just as easily as it can a 600-square-foot tiny restaurant. It's all a matter of staying organized. It's all a matter of training. It's all a matter of pushing yourself to be better today than you were yesterday. Now, to keep up with the employee training, PALS randomly selects employees to be retrained, and they have to go through a recertification process. And if they don't pass it, they're not allowed to work that position until they do pass it. Most restaurant chains, most food truck owners are happy to have somebody that can fog a mirror and that will show up on time. It's all a matter of having standards and then adhering to those standards. But if you want to have that quick speed of service, it's got to start in your planning stage. And if you're already open, that's okay. Take a serious look at your business and what can you do to the menu to thin it down to where you can execute it quickly. Because I can promise you people are coming to you to get served quick and then get back to their lives. People don't come to a food truck to stand around and wait and kill an hour. They come to get fed food. And for every single person that's out there saying, my guests don't mind waiting, here is the reason why. You took their money. They were hungry. You took 45 minutes to get the food out. They're happy they finally got some food and they're going to get their hunger satiated. So they're not going to complain. And if you let them bite into the food, and hopefully you're selling good food, now their hunger is starting to get satiated and they taste good food. So they're not going to say, hey, your service sucks, dude. They're going to say, yeah, this food's awesome. And they'll probably say it was worth the wait. Has nothing to do with your food. What it has to do with what they're feeling inside their brain chemistry. They have the hunger has been satisfied. They have received food. They know they're going to be fed. So the euphoria of that makes them say things just to get you out of their face so they can eat. Don't take it when somebody says, yeah, your food's awesome. I don't mind the weight that they're being serious because they're not. Because the next time they get hungry and they say, oh, I'd love to have that particular food truck. And then they go, oh, crap, they're slow. 
I don't have the time to kill today. And they don't come back. Or they only come back when they do have the time to waste. This is the hospitality industry. You can't be hospitable when you're making people wait on you because you're slow. Speed of service matters. If you want to have a great business, it's got to start with quality food. That's the cue. Quality. Then guess what the second one is? Service. Service is fast. Service is friendly. If you don't meet those two criteria, don't be in business. It's all about getting those guests taken care of. They don't have the time to waste waiting on you to cook a hamburger. They don't have 15 minutes to kill because you're slow. They don't have 20 minutes to kill because you're a little bit behind. Because they will remember and they won't come back. And if they do come back, for the person that's sitting there going, My people love me, they come back. They don't come back as frequently. And you can't prove it because you don't have these people out there surveying everybody. Would you come back more frequently if we were faster? Ask them. Ask 100% of your guests one day, would you come back more frequently if I could get the food out faster? And you'll be surprised at what the answers are. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.